0: Listeners, buongiorno. Welcome to Rhapsody in Reverie episode six. Are we already at episode six? Yes. it happened for real? It has really happened. That's like here half here. our season already. Yeah, it's crazy. Almost, almost. Not yeah, quite. We're half. getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. But still. It's been a fun ride so far. The passage of time is always marching. Death is for... Death is coming. Death is coming. Yes. Well... Time stops for no man. Interestingly, this is a <laughs> somewhat apt sentiment for... I can't do anything about it. Apt <laughs> sentiment for this week's episode. What is cause... even the point? <laughs> All right. Calm down. <laughs> I'm just getting into character. Dear listeners, this week is the first week of October, or as we like to call it on Rhapsody and Reverie, Punktober. Yeah. And so we are dedicating this month to all things in the spirit of Halloween and the witching hour. Um, and so we thought, what better way to kick off this Halloween October season than with an episode devoted to all your favorite scene kid songs from back in the early 2000s. It's perfect for fall because in fall you have beautiful death and in scene music it makes beauty out of suffering and depression and death. Okay. (laughs) Well, <laughs> let's try to get through this. <laughs> um yeah. Uh no, no, no. Like in, in all honesty, folks, I'm actually really psyched about this episode. In fact, we're both so psyched about this episode uh that we had to split this episode into two parts. Where initially we were only going to take one episode to talk about um what we're talking about today. Um we were like we can't we have to talk about it some more. Yes. So, the context behind all of this is we made a playlist of seeing kids' songs that we used to listen to back in the day, some good pop punch emo yeah. hits, and it ended up being a hundred songs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and we're still adding to it. As we were prepping for this, we were adding to it. Yeah, so we're like, you know what? We're going to have to split this up because neither I nor Katerina can bear to not talk about a decent portion of these songs. Yeah, yeah. So that is what you have to look forward to uh, for this week and next week. hmm Basically, and... we're the epitome of the fact that you know. And ha ha, mom. It wasn't a phase. <laughs> you can take the you can take the kid out of the scene, but you can't take the scene out of the kid. Yeah, you can make them dress normal. You can even expand their musical palette. You can even fool them into thinking. They're no longer an email piece of trash. And yet here I am. (laughs) Uh, You trash! (laughs) Well, let's. You got (laughs) it. Okay, all right. Calm down. Deep breaths. Take. In, out, in, out. You good? (laughs) She's good. That's what she said. Okay, well, All right. let's, let's you see, I'm jump regressing. <laughs> so, where does one begin when talking about emo greatness? I think we have to start with one very important question What okay. does emo music mean to you? You know, that is actually a really great question because it it was such a phenomenon mm-hmm. in the early two thousands. The you know you had the the image of the MySpace scene girl with the um, dark hair, the eyeliner. Oh God, the raccoon eyes. Yeah, and you had there's so much about emo music that was more than just music there was a whole culture and it's really hard to describe just what it is musically that makes an emo song emo because when we look at the playlist that we made you know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different genres represented on it really when you Sit down and take a look at it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not just pop punk. It's not just that particular style. Like it's not just all Blink One Eighty Two kind of sounding music. You've got a whole lot of different influences and artists on it that draw from, even drawing from like folk music in some ways too. Oh, of course. It so. I feel like, I feel like the question, like, what is emo music? It's less about, it's less about the sound and more about the spirit, the emotion, if you will. Yeah, it really is about the emotion. It's aptly titled. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really just capturing the angst of that particular time in your life. That sort of. Or that like early teenage, mid teenage years of your life. I think that's what this music really speaks to the most. Because, I mean, think about it a lot of the artists that were making the sort of big hits of the early 2000s emo scene were young, were kids. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, late teenagers, early 20s, younger, mm-hmm. like. They were speaking to that generation. They were speaking to that audience. And they succeeded. And they really, really were able to put music to what so many people were feeling internally. And that's what's always stuck out to me about emo music in the scene is that they were able to give me a voice in a time when I couldn't voice feelings for myself. Which, you know, for better or worse, (laughs) that's what they did. And, you know, I'm very (laughs) thankful for that. You know, because it's interesting, right? Like, I I feel like I learned to relate to people through the music that I listened to Mm -hmm. growing up. And... Like, the best way, I've said this before on this podcast, I'm sure, but, like, the best way to get to know me is through my music. And that all of that started with the scene and being that shy, awkward scene kid who would go off in the corner and listen to um, a bunch of just, like, you know, like the Blink-182s, Paramore. Mm -hmm like all kinds of stuff. There's so there's so many artists on this playlist that we have. And so much of that music was what kept me sane in um in my high school. It kept me sane when I was locked away in my bedroom. Um pretending that I was anywhere else but my life. And god i'm just so happy about this music <laughs> it feels, it's so weird Ironically. to be happy about music <laughs> like because it's not it's not really happy no not not really <laughs> i would say three quarters of it are about sadness the other yeah. three quarters are the other quarter is like i'm sexually frustrated <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> sadness. Uh sadness, anger and sexual frustration. That's a good title sh- for this episode. <laughs> but like like a lot of it a lot of it is like cuz if you think about it that's what what better personification of the sound of being in your teens than your 20s. You're sad, you're sad angry, you're angry. and you're sexually frustrated <laughs> all the time. Uh- <laughs> Yep. Like, I mean, like there's, there's obviously there's positivity that you should be looking at and whatever, but like this music is, I think you're right. It did an essential job of addressing those feelings and turning it into something that felt positive.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: like, like for me, it was kind of like, it's like venting without the venting. It's like somebody out there gets me. Yeah. And granted, like when you're like a middle-class american kid from suburbia like yeah your your problems aren't as bad as all that like i i get it there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of like privilege that comes with that but it's nice to be told that your emotions are okay like it's normal mm-hmm. to feel this way millions of other people feel this way um it's nice to be told instead of like venting I'm here for you and these feelings are shared versus when you try to like, when you're a kid and you're like, Hey mom, I'm kind of depressed. And they're like, get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and like there's obviously everybody's is different, but I think for a lot of people out there who resonated with this kind of music, it was, it was that feeling of a community where like, Hey, I'm not alone in Mm -hmm. feeling upset and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay it, to feel sad sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it 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 really is. Like it, you know. I feel like for a lot of us, seeing kids, we all have the stories of just like the artists that we sort of locked ourselves in our rooms with mm-hmm. and just like listened to nonstop because we felt a part of something bigger than ourselves for the first time and that gave us hope that we had a community and somewhere to go when we felt we had nowhere else to turn like I'll never forget um I spent like I spent the entire summer in between my freshman and sophomore year of high school um, just listening to Cobra Starship's entire discography on a loop every day, every day, to the point of driving my family to madness. (laughs) Like, I, and and to this day, I still um, can sing most of the songs from their first three albums, like, Off the top of my head, no problem. And there's something, there was something about just um, finding them at that time and suddenly being like, oh my gosh, this is the feeling that I've always had, that I've always, the person that I've always felt I was in music. And like, I, gravitating to that like it it was just such a magical thing that I just didn't want to leave that feeling so I just always had my iPod on I always had their songs like Kiss My Sass by Cobra Starship featuring Mm -hmm. Travis McHoy was like my jam it's my anthem it's my favorite Cobra Starship song to this day and I just like I love it because it just it it made me feel the way i always wanted to feel you know it it made me feel um like for once somebody actually like saw the person i actually was as opposed to the person that people assume i am mhm like and you know and that sounds pretty like it's always funny looking back at all these songs 'cause you like you listen to them as an adult with more knowledge about music and what's good music and what's like easier yeah. to write. And you like opinions copyright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like you you start to like dissect things and like I can pick apart and recognize like, oh I mean like it's not like it's not the world's greatest song in the entire world from a like technical standpoint, like no. lyrically it's just like You know, like, it's a, um, the message is like simple and succinct. It's just like, you know what? Like, I'm, like, this is who I am. This is me. Like, uh, and you can take it or leave it, but that's just the way it is. And that's basically what the song boils down to. But just hearing it for the first time, um, as a, like, young kid in, in that song, it just meant it mean it meant and it still means so much to me, even when I go back and listen to it, because it still just represents the first time in my life where I felt like I could be that way and Mm be be okay in my own skin and feel like it was it's okay to not like it's okay to just be me and not take myself so seriously and like just be able to just accept whatever I was and yeah to this day Kiss My Sass does that and <laughs> I, yeah I, I I feel like I couldn't I couldn't do a Scene Kid episode without talking about Cobra Starship Mm-hmm. Um I feel like it's probably like the best place to start for me. Just it's it also just was one of the first like scene kid type like fueled by ramen bands I discovered.
1: Honestly, so, fueled
0: by ramen was such a gift to this world. It really was. <laughs> uh, can we pause and just take a moment to thank the world for Fueled by Ramen. Thank you, Fueled by Ramen. Okay, this is going to go to a great point. Because for me, emo used to get me in trouble. And not like with people who are like, that's not real music. Why don't you listen to some quality Mm -hmm. songs by like Elvis? And like nothing against Elvis because I love Elvis. But like, I'm not talking about like angry boomers uh, who are like, why are you listening to that music? It sounds just like angry yelling and noise. Like, no one ever told me that. Mm -hmm. Um... I got in trouble with other emo kids. <laughs> Cuz I was very ignorant uh of of the splits in the genre. Like if we're going to call like emo the umbrella term for this. Mm-hmm. Like I never understood the differences between like scene and emo and um I, I understood the difference between, like, goth, obviously. Or I mean, not, well, no, not really. Um, I understood the difference between, like, metal and emo, because that's, to me, that was kind of more obvious. But mm-hmm. um, all the subsections of emo, I used to, like, go, oh, yeah, I like emo music, and people would be like, name three bands. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like, <laughs> I, I, this this is a conversation that happens a lot. a lot of people but i'm at this point where it's like i don't care yeah no i hit that point a long time ago like where i realized um this is this is a bullshit distinction like like when when people like first started trying to tell me they sound completely different and i was like i mean no yeah, no, I don't. Granted, like, there were stylistic differences I noticed in clothing. Like, some of them were more colorful, but of course I could never keep track of the ones that were colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of them had, like, wolf tails and did that weird thing with their hair. Mm-hmm. I could never keep track of which ones those were either. I was never allowed to, like, dress like an emo kid. I was never allowed... I couldn't wear makeup until I was, like, halfway through high school. Yeah. Um... Like my in a way honestly I look back at it because I remember I I went on a trip to London with my cousin. I was 12, she was 15. Um and she bought a pair of trick pants. Hmm. Remember those? I do. Remember those? The baggy like they were black with red lining on the seams and they had a shit yep. ton of zippers for yep. no reason. <laughs> they were not functional. Yeah. <laughs> And I wanted a pair. And my my aunt was like, yeah, if you think your father's going to let me buy you these, no. And I was mm-hmm. like, but I have money. And she was like, no. <laughs> and my cousin wore them the day we had to go home. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, set off every metal detector. And then her mom was like, why did you wear those pants? <laughs> and she had to go, aesthetic,
1: mom. <laughs> you don't understand
0: me like my cousin was the cool emo kid i aspired to be growing up Mm -hmm. like she's not that way now it's amazing it's amazing the transition um but like she was the one who like got me into that kind of music because like technically for a while i wasn't even really allowed to listen to it right i had to do a lot of Mm my emo exploration in secret um so it was it was different for me than like a lot of kids who were like free to to explore Mm -hmm. but no like in a way actually i can look back and go thank you mom and dad you saved me because now i have no embarrassing photos from like my scene phase because i was like a chameleon it's like i did and didn't have a scene phase but um the music still meant a lot to me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it was it was it was my first act of rebellion really as a Mm -hmm. as a kid Because, like, up until that point, I had done everything that my parents ever asked, ever. I never snuck onto weird sites on the internet. I never, like, looked up stuff my parents told me not to. It was weird. I was like, I had the power to do it, and I didn't, because I was just afraid um, of being, like, I don't want to do anything wrong. Why would I disobey my parents? And then, like, I heard this sound, and I wanted more of it, so Mm -hmm. I pursued it. Yeah. And I don't know, because that's what emo is to me—like my little secret act of rebellion. Mm-hmm. It, re- it like a piece of like this would person you... that I would grow into. Would you say it's your dirty little secret? <laughs> 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 Which is a great segue because uh, the All American Rejects were the first uh, mature, conscious act of listening to emo music that I made. Um, I-, I think I've told people before but the first the first song I ever like the first emo song I ever heard was Helena by My Chemical Romance but that was like my cousin showing it to me right Mm -hmm. the first time I actually was like I'm gonna buy some of this and I'm gonna listen to it without my parents knowing was um oh god what was that album that Dirty Little Secrets was on was it Move Along um because that whole album I just remember was gold, <laughs> I think so, yeah that was yeah, the, it was, was long It was a great album, and actually, even this is how bad it was, technically, I didn't do the rebelling. My sister did because she bought she got my dad to buy it for her, and he was like, What is this?" And she goes, Oh, you know who they are, and he goes, Do I?" And she goes, "Yeah, and she tricked him into buying this album for her. <laughs> respect, <laughs> right, And then I stole the CD from her. And she got really mad. She's like, give it back. <laughs> 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 but I listened to it almost daily for months when I was when I was younger. Like I was mm-hmm. obsessed with that album and Dirty mm-hmm. Little Secrets. It just had. The, oh, honestly, it was probably it's probably the, the the guitar intro. Yeah, just, you can't beat it. It's so um, brash. Right. It. it, it it's and it and it's sexy. It is sexy. It's the sexy allure of like, I'm gonna keep you my dirty little secret, right? Which mm-hmm. was perfect for me because this album was like my dirty little secret, my foray into emo music. Mm-hmm. Um, like maturely, uh, was this album. So for me it was just reinforcing this sexy appeal of this set like on the side experimenting with different kinds of music that my parents hadn't screened first or um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was really cool, and it was really sexy and rebellious and later, I'd go on to steal my sister's fall up boy albums. I kept stealing things from my younger, more flippant, and rebellious sister, who like didn't care <laughs> I mean, you know, She am so I, annoyed, I did it. I mean, a lot of the reason why I got into um the music that I got into was because of my brother. So, uh, and um, he was the one that actually downloaded All American Rejects, too. Uh, Amazing. Now that I think about it, I Amazing. heard it. I had that song because of him. So, shout out to the siblings. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think, I think now that we've classified basically, like, what emo is to us, because I feel like that was a very important foundation, we should, like, we should start going into some songs like for real. Like we did our, our big intros where Kiss My Sass and Dirty Little Secrets, but like let's mm-hmm. let's really get into the nitty gritty of like <laughs> Yeah. So okay. I since since we did kind of just talk a little bit about like the sort of beginnings of discovering um emo songs and emo music, uh I feel like I wanna take this time to talk about "Hello, Goodbye" and love "Touchdown it. Turnaround" <laughs> and "Here in Your Arms."
1: Guys. I, okay.
0: I'm so glad we're taking this time because they're just so. I can listen to. I I listen to "Hello, Goodbye" today. Yeah, like zero traces of like it. Just it just makes me smile. Yeah, they're a really fun band, you know? Yep. Like, (laughs) all of their songs have just this, like, element of whimsy to them, almost. Yeah, they were kind of perfect for that RAR XD, I'm a dinosaur, LOL, random phase that we all kind of had. Yeah, yeah, we all had it. (laughs) RAR means I love you and dinosaur. Yep. (laughs) I just made myself throw up in my mouth. (laughs) <laughs> I just remember I just remember that I discovered um Hello Dubai um because I so all right this is going to be my embarrassing fact of the episode go into it so I used to watch like um I used to watch um uh, Cartoon Network growing up and um I was into Teen Titans. Who was right But right before, or it was either right before or right after Teen Titans, they would play um, this French anime called Code Lyoko. Oh, God. Oh, God. God. Um, And I got really into it. Okay. (laughs) To an embarrassing degree. Oh. But uh, (laughs) anyway... So, I, <laughs> what's, what's the embarrassing degree? Like what are we talking? I mean, look, I watched I watched it all. I may or may not have read fan fiction. That's fine. I, okay. And and we all I, would fall, I fall. I fell fell into um YouTube um, music video fan made ah! music video holes. <laughs> And somebody, <laughs> someone made a music video with um, "Hello, Goodbye's here in your arms" um, around I've two me characters me on, me on, me that sh- on that show. God, this is really embarrassing. No, but- <laughs> it's it's really not that embarrassing. You know, I remember there being an influx of that on YouTube, and me like not watching them because I was like, "What is this show?" <laughs> okay. You just. It was, I can't even. It's I can't a dog show.
1: I but like, no,
0: no like. I can't judge. I used to do the same thing, just not with Kodlyoka. Yeah, you know, the, it like I commend anybody who made those because, like, you it was some serious dedication, and a lot of them like were quite good from in terms of like a song selection and then flip <laughs> selection standpoint. Like, it takes a lot of talent, like. I hope, I hope yeah, really. every single person that made anime music videos back in the day is now working in Hollywood. I really do. Like yeah, honestly, like all of you who like took the time to to put all this emo music to like fan-made music videos, you I hope- you were responsible for so many hours of entertainment. I so, hope you on, are like thriving. I'm ashamed I'm ashamed, but I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Like there was a really quality. The first time I heard it ends tonight. Besides that album, was on a Harry Potter music video, <laughs> <laughs> and like it wasn't even for. It wasn't even for the more angsty ones. It was like the second one. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's not even that angsty. I mean, I guess like I guess yeah, like it's like... <laughs> a little angsty, but like it wasn't. But I distinctly remember going, oh, I really like this song. There was a Lion King one for oh, wow. um for Stab My Back. I think it's called Stab My Back. Oh, wow. <laughs> so like I get I get it. We're not yeah. even gonna talk about the embarrassing Stargate SG1 one I used to watch all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> But I mean, like, you know, as embarrassing as it was, you know, that's, it It did. Like, it. those music videos introduced me to so much music.
1: Yes. And
0: I would have never heard Hello Dubai had it not been for my obsession with Code Lyoko. So there, <laughs> Which is there so it, so it is. Which just so Yeah. But it, I mean, it just like, to go to the song specifically, like, I remember like watching it, and I would rewatch that um particular music video over and over because I liked the song so much.
1: Exactly. It was just
0: so cute.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: like here in your arms is just so sweet. It's just a simple, like adorable love song. It's just like I just wanna be here in your arms. Like that's it. Yeah. And that's all I want. And it's so yeah. great. And then touchdown turnaround is so fun. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. I don't know shit about football. <laughs> but it, Yeah. It was like I, football, but made cute. Yeah, I just love the... I love the line, good thing there's no mercy rule in love because I would long be beat. Mm. Like, I heard that. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so clever. <laughs> I really like the fact that they're still so clever. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I can listen. I can listen to. I listen to "Here in Your Arms" a lot more mm-hmm. than I would prefer to admit, um, and it's it's honestly a beautifully written song, to be honest. Yeah, it really is. Like he's very talented, um, and I liked the progression of how their music has evolved today. Because if you weren't aware, their music has evolved, mm-hmm. um, but this era of "Hello Goodbye" is just so good. Yeah, it's so fun. It's so good. I I love the blend of, like, it's almost like a pop-punk, but it's so electronic. And so it's it's, it's almost more poppy than punk, but it's still so... It's got that emotion in it. And it's just so good. I keep saying soul. Like, I'm trying to justify it. There's no justification here. It's just great. Like, it really Mm -hmm. is. It's fun, and I just... I remember I also remember i had a i had a friend back in the day who really liked Hello Dubai too, and like mm-hmm. it just it it's just it's just it it always brings joy to me whenever I think of hello Dubai and think of a Hello Dubai song. all I feel is joy, yeah um, and i feel like if if I had like a movie made about my life and I, like I had a falling in love montage, like I'd want it. Unironically, set to hear in your arms. Oh, totally. Because it's it's so happy quality, <laughs> which is I weird would... because <laughs> this is an emo episode, and we're right? talking about just how purely joyful this band was. Yeah, I mean, you know, like th- that's the thing. Like, I just so many of these songs filled me with joy. Like, we can. There are so many. Like Stacy's Mom. Oh my god. <laughs> you know the first time I heard that song, it was mm-hmm. a parody. It was it was a parody song. I didn't know Stacy's Mom was the original song. I just And can we it, pause like yeah, a parody of Stacy's Mom. Yeah, when Stacy's Mom is basically like one big joke. Like yeah. It's a really funny song. <laughs> I love Stacey's mom. Like, the concept of that, imagine getting <laughs> imagine getting cucked by your mom. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's funny because I remember, like, hearing that song, and I'd like, look, my mom is an attractive woman. Yes. I, I will say it. Mine is and so too. when I heard Stacey's mom, it's just like, Am I gonna have to deal with this? <laughs> oh, I know for a fact I will. I I I I knew going in. Like my mom is gorgeous. She she is more beautiful than I will ever hope to be. So like this is like my life. I'll be married with kids, and I'll have to worry about him wanting to wanting to leave me for my mother. <laughs> yeah. but like I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, like boyfriend leaves me for my mom. I just be like, you know what? I'm like mad, but I can't be that mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little mad, but like <laughs> she's so beautiful, she deserves it. She, she is very beautiful. <laughs> I get it, but no, the the I wanted I want to tell my embarrassing thing about Stacey's mom because like the the parody in question was a Harry Potter parody. <laughs> For what? <laughs> and it, Harry Potter's Draco's mom is dead. Oh. Draco's dad so it was about Lucius Malfoy and and I could could relate I was like yeah I mean (laughs) oh my god it was like Draco's dad is sexy when he's mad and I was like oh Oh my god (laughs) wow and it was like (laughs) This entire episode is just us embarrassing ourselves. Look, but like that's okay because this weirdly this was like a very embarrassing time in our lives, but like we took it and then we grew from it. Like honestly, did Rick- like I'll admit it, I was like a really big Potterhead when I was like, you know, middle school, high school, whatever. I I would not consider myself one today. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't touched the books in however many years. I haven't actively watched it. I haven't sought out to watch any of the movies in mm-hmm. years. Like, I haven't cared. But, like, I, that time in my life was still very special. I was very earnest about everything that I loved. So, like, yeah, if it's embarrassing that, like, I watched all these, like, music videos or if I, I w- read all this fanfic or whatever, like, it's embarrassing because of how earnest I, I loved all this stuff. Like yeah. I, I felt very strongly. And like yeah, that's the it's the it's the weird passionate feelings of like a preteen and a teenager. But like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten to my to this less embarrassing stage of my life if I hadn't first been there. So yeah. like I'm cool with us unearthing all this stupid embarrassing Me too. shit. It's kind it, of fun. <laughs> it is fun. At the end of the day, like all these memories are good ones. Like uh Except- I mean. Yeah. Well, like it in a sense of like the nostalgia. I have regrets. I, I have regrets too. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have lost my internet virginity in an Aragon chat room. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> We're not going there. No, and it was it was like a like I don't know. That's not like a thing. Kids, don't go on chat room. Stay away. Stay away, children. Stay away. <laughs> Stay away, don't talk to strangers. Some 12-year-old will start like sexting you and you'll be like, what does this mean? The internet of the early 2000s was the wild, wild west. Um yeah. Truly. Anyway. Truly. Um I have to tell a story next time. Back to music. Back to music. Um. um well, I guess so. To shift to a slightly more um emo. Um more emo. I mean in terms of like we were talking about Hello Dubai, which is very like it it's makes up-y. us feel happy and stuff. Let's talk about Everything Is Alright by Motion City Soundtrack. Oh I love <laughs> the song. I okay. Motion City Soundtrack is a band that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Because they were there for me to understand my anxiety before I realized that I had a problem with anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it like in the moment when I first heard it, I just thought it was a very upbeat song with like a sad undertone. But like when you listen to it now, you're like, this sounds like an anxiety attack. Yeah, <laughs> like. And, like- <laughs> That, that's what that that's what it is like i mean it's it very is strained high vocals like <laughs> he's and trying the, to calm himself and i mean the lyrics i i'm sick of the things i do when i'm nervous like yeah in the oven or checking my tires like that was basically me mm-hmm. <laughs> as a as a like young adolescent like getting into random fits of just not knowing what to do with myself at like 3 o'clock in the morning and then doing weird stuff because I was just (laughs) freaking out about something. I Mm splatter-painted my closet at 3 o'clock in the morning on a school night for no reason. Oh, that's cool. Your parents let you do that? Uh, No, but I did it (laughs) (laughs) It was great because I did it anyway, and then like a month or so later, my dad walked into my room to talk to me and my closet door was open and he looked in and it was just kind of like he looked at it and just didn't say a word <laughs> <laughs> It was just like okay <laughs> my daughter thinks she's Jackson Pollock now <laughs> yeah no I did a lot of painting on my closet walls and none of it did I do with any sort of permission from my parents and I didn't even like think to be like oh Maybe they would have a problem with this. Yeah. I was just like, I'm just gonna do it and see what happens. because um, it was three o'clock in the morning, and I had all this sort of pent-up like anxiety that I didn't know what to do with, and I didn't know what, what, what it was because I was mm-hmm. a teenager and just like going through, and it took me growing up and um learning more and going through some things that I'm not going to talk about on a public podcast but uh, <laughs> why not no I'm kidding <laughs> anyway uh, but yeah most of the soundtrack was there for me at 3 o'clock in the morning to be mm-hmm. like hey look you're freaking out you're panicking it's okay everything's gonna be okay sometimes yeah. you just need something to cut through the noise and just be like everything's fine <laughs> even when you it- don't feel fine honestly it's one of my favorite songs like to this day yeah (laughs) i still listen to it when i freak out yeah and i think i think it's good like it's a song about like somebody freaking out like you you are in the headspace of somebody who's freaking out but it sort of calms you down like once you like start shouting along Mm -hmm. like you feel better like you you really do like so yeah yeah you can't not feel better when you scream. Tell me that you're all right. Everything's all right. You really can't, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. That and like, let's get fucked up and die. Oh, I love that song. I also, I, I just love the lyric where he's like, "The last time I committed suicide, social suicide." <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's Motion City Soundtrack is a really great band because they're so smart lyrically. Like that's the one thing I always love about them is they have a way of putting together lines that are both sort of kind of strange and outlandish, but also just make so much sense for the like emotion that they're trying to convey. Like, yeah they have their finger on the pulse really yeah like, like i they're... love sorry go ahead no, no no go go oh i just was gonna say i love the line in let's get fucked up and die too where um he said and this is a line that like i think it I probably like stands out to me most in that song of something that i can relate to but he says like i'm a mess i'm a wreck i'm perfect and i've learned to accept and like. It that just that brief be like that brief line is just like so it just speaks so much to that feeling of being completely completely I don't know just trapped between like fear and paranoia but also trying to bring yourself back down to earth and like I never had I never had a way to express that, and then I listened to that song, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Finally. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the thing that Motion City Soundtrack does for me. It's just like, oh god, it's not just me. Like, there are other people that have these feelings and these problems. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, yeah, credit to them. Because like their band, I honestly didn't appreciate as much when I was younger, but I got, I grew to appreciate when I got older. Like when high school hit, mm-hmm. um, and it was like panic attack all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's like I needed them. Um, and it helped. Another, another song and band that really meant a lot to me, um, was, uh, the Higher. This is probably going to be my wholesome story of the episode. Oh. Um just the so um well just The Higher is like a really small band that no one knows about. Um <laughs> but I I discovered them through a friend of mine that I went to high school with and who was um really really largely um a part of my sort of scene kid evolution musically, um, whether she knows it or not. Um, but Okay. <laughs> but, like, I, because when I was in high school, I started doing um, theater, and I did, like, I built a lot of sets. I did a lot of, like, tech crew stuff. I didn't, I wasn't an actor or anything. I just built sets and um, ran sound and flights and all, what have you. Um, and I met I met this friend of mine through that and we I remember one day we were staying late to paint um the floor of a set that we were working on because it was like dress rehearsal and so we were at the school at like 10 o'clock at night it was like I was a freshman and, and she was a sophomore and it was the first time that I was sort of doing all of this and it was very exciting. And I remember she plugged her iPod in to um, the sound system in the theater Um, and we just listened to music and it was me and a handful of people and we listened to music and painted sets and it was so fun. And The Higher was one of the things she played. And so now whenever I listen to The Higher, I think about her and them and that time and it just, like, it always warms my heart and makes me feel, like, so good. And then, on top of that, The Hire is one of the few bands from that era that my dad actually also liked. <laughs> like, I would play songs by The Hire. I remember I nice. played Carly. And um, he was like, oh, hey, who is this? and He really liked it, and it was nice to have that bonding experience with him over that band. It fills me with even more happiness. And then I remember finding out that they were actually going to be playing a show in my town, and I was like, I have to go. Like, I have to go see them, especially because they were playing with another band called This Providence and I also really liked them, and they were playing with another band that I really liked at the same time. It was like, it turned out to be this, like, kind of, like, little festival kind of show. Oh, well, that's cool. That's dope. Yeah, it was, like, a bunch of really small, like, sort of, like, pop-punk bands, and they played in this rec center in <laughs> my town <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. I still All don't right. really know why. Um, But I was like, I have to go, I have to go. And I was, like... 15 at this time, 14, 15, and I had never been to a concert by myself, so my parents were like, I don't know. And my dad went with me because he knew he like because he knew I wanted to go, and the hire was playing, so he was like, Okay, well, I like them, so I'll go with you. So it was, I remember like being so happy because, like. It was like, yay! I get to go. Like, it was the first time that I was going to like a concert, um, for like a scene kid, like for a band that I was into at the time. It was the first time that I found a concert. It was like, I want to go to this, um, and it was just such a fun day. I actually ended up meeting, um, the lead singer of the Hire, with my dad and then my dad, really done his, my dad started talking to him about like because he was behind the merch table and okay. my dad was like complimenting him on his hustle <laughs> and i this was just a dad to, thing to do right like he was just like oh yeah i see you're out here like you know, and he just has this conversation and um the lead singer like being very nice and just having this conversation with my dad and meanwhile i'm just standing there like completely in awe and shock and embarrassment of what's happening Mm -hmm. just like i'm so happy that i'm in your vicinity but also my dad is being my dad but also this is kind of amazing (laughs) it's amazing but it's like damn i wish i was having this moment with myself yeah and it's like I low-key wish my dad wasn't here, but I'm also really happy he's here. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, so um, Insurance by The Hire is a song that I feel like everybody should listen to. The Hire is a band that everybody should listen to. This Providence is also a band that everyone should listen to. They have a song called Let Down. It is amazing. You should listen to it. It is a great song for when um, it's a Great song. It's a great song because it's good for both sides of a breakup. If you've been dumped, or if you did (laughs) the dumping. Okay. Because the chorus is just like she. The chorus is she said you're just a letdown, another one of my mistakes. I never loved you anyway. I never did. I never will. (laughs) And so, like, it's a guy. It's a guy talking about a girl who's dumped him. (laughs) Okay. So like you can listen to it as the person who got dumped or you can listen to it as the person who did the dumping. And it's like, yeah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. A multi at emo song. There are layers to that. Yeah, I love that song for that reason. Also, and this is another thing that's going to be very embarrassing for me to admit, but I'm going to do it anyway. That song was a song that one of my crushes at the time liked as well. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's how I discovered Uh, the song. (laughs) We all do that, though. We all do that. Like, it just so happened that I ended up liking the song, too. Not just because he liked it, though admittedly that had something to do with it. It (laughs) helped. It it definitely helped, but like I did just like the song. Um, Yeah. But yeah. So I had to talk about those two songs. That's my wholesome story for the That's episode. Fair. That's fair. Well we knew we were gonna have to cut this episode into two parts. And it's about it's about time that we set that line of demarcation now. Yes. So um We're not going to like wrap anything up because next week's episode is going to be the wrap up. We will continue uh, this lovely drive down memory lane where we get to share our most embarrassing emo related memories and all that. Who knew emo music was so tied up with our teenage embarrassment? (laughs) I mean, I knew. We all knew. We all knew. (laughs) But with that, we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week. Um so we're now, as you probably guessed, gonna delve into your new segment, your new favorite segment.
1: Up and comer!
0: By new we mean it's been around for a while. But like Yeah. You know. I don't uh, know what else to call it. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Your old favorite segment? Boring. Up and comers, guys. So who do we have this week? Alright, this week uh, we have, in my opinion, the perfect fit for this because it's kind of like, in my opinion, the modern evolution of like, emo music. I'm I'm so ready for this sudden wave and I'm kind of cheating because <laughs> usually like we try to pick like really small bands with really small followings but I really wanted to talk about this band <laughs> and um they're called I don't know how but they found me. Uh I'm sure some of you are already familiar with them. Um they've got like 26,000 followers on Twitter. Like I imagine that people have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um they're led by Dallin Weeks, uh ex member of Panic the Disco. Yes. Um and I I don't know. I just I I never knew he could sing before this. Like not like really sing. And I really like the sound of his voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've been waiting for months for a uh, for an al- for an album. Mm-hmm. We don't have one yet. We do have a few singles though. So in my opinion, if you want to like join me in getting hooked on their music and then only having like three, four songs to listen to, mm-hmm. uh, for for me, start with Choke mm mm-hmm. cuz uh choke. Start joke <laughs> start with joke um i also really like this one that's on youtube only called um nobody likes the opening band and <laughs> i i love that one because i love opening acts and <laughs> this song like gets me i get it <laughs> <laughs> they're actually on tour right now um so if you can go see them go see them uh, they're on tour with Water Parks, another band that I've oh gotten really into that's like the evolution of emo into today. But um, yeah, check out I Don't Know How But They Found Me with their long-ass name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow them on Twitter, they're at IDKHow. So uh, give them a listen. If you like them, give them a follow. And... Not I don't know what it'll do because they're kind of they're bigger, but uh tell them rap Scene referee sent you. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And who do you have for us this week? So for this week, I have a band um that I've known about for I've I've known about them for Um, a minute and um, I'm kind of cheating a little bit too just as they um, aren't super super small but um, they're a band that I feel like not enough people know about so I want to shout from the rooftops that they exist Uh, the band that I'm talking about this week is Rubble Bucket it is Rubble Bucket they are such a fun band I listened to their song Donna at 3 o'clock in the morning when I want to dance around my kitchen for no reason because life is awesome and I'm an adult and I can do what I want. (laughs) And they're just so fun. They're a great band. They have a horn section. And I don't know about you, but I love a band that can put a really great horn section on all of their tracks. Um and of that is so great. I've seen them live with Katarina and they're so fun. Uh they I remember when we saw them they actually um they they had they had the trumpet player and a saxophone and stuff and they're just jamming and it was their last song and they were just having a good time and they actually just like Ended up having so much fun that they jumped off the stage into the audience and played their way out of the venue. And it was like, it was was really, right? It was crazy. It was like a kind of New Orleans style, like, (laughs) I think they were playing (laughs) when the Saints go marching in too. Oh, of course. (laughs) They broke into it and, like, they just marched on out of the venue. And it was just so fun. Like, that was one of those nights that was just like filled with good vibes from beginning to end. And yeah, to this day, I, I absolutely love them. Rubble Bucket, Straight Donna is an amazing song. And they just put out a new album not too long ago. So you should definitely check it out. I just listened to it today and it is great. There are so many good songs on it. Donna's on it, so obviously it's great. Um, of course, that's my my favorite song. I love it, it's great. Um, because it's like there's a really great line in Donna where, um, she's just like, um, I forgot what the line is, but it's about touching yourself. And I was just like, this is amazing, I love everything about it. Um, anyway. So, definitely check them out. They're also on tour right now. They're playing shows. So, if you have a chance to see them, definitely go see them. And you can follow them on Twitter. They are at RubbleBucket on Twitter. So, give them a follow. Give them a shout-out. Let them know Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Let them know that we love them. And then you guys come back to us and tell us what you thought of RubbleBucket. And let me know what your favorite song is. And let me know about what you think of how um IDK How But They Found Me. Cause we wanna <laughs> know what you think. Yes. We love these bands. We wanna share them with you. We want you to share your experience with us. We wanna share the love. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. So oh, well i I guess that I guess that basically wraps it up. Yes, would you say so that's emo uh, scene episode part one, so uh tune in next week to uh I guess listen to the exciting conclusion. It never really ends that's the <laughs> that's the trick. The scene phase is it's never really gone <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so um, <laughs> long live the scene. The scene is dead, Long live the scene. <laughs> That's a proper Starship oh, because... song, by the way. Oh, listen boy. to it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening to part one. Uh, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Rhapsody Podcast. Uh, follow our Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. Um, you can tell them what Rhapsody Fam is. Yeah, it's a great group. Um, we share dope memes and share all kinds of good music we try group. we try we try we try and it's uh just a nice place to come and hang out if you want to talk about uh your favorite part of an episode if you want to talk about the song that you're listening to hey share your thoughts on our up and comers there too like you want to know True. what you think and that's a perfect place to share it um, and if you've got suggestions for new up and comers that's a good place to leave them yeah, definitely. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, at yes Rhapsody Podcast, mm-hmm. and be sure Tumblr to follow yes on Tumblr as well. And- Rhapsody Dash in Dash Reverie dot Tumblr dot com, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll find it. Whatever, it's however, fine. Tumblr works. I don't know. Yeah, uh- yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Doodle Play, Yep, uh, Doodle Podcast. Stitcher, Podbean, all the places that you listen S- to podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, um, or even on YouTube if that's like how you like to listen to your podcast. But I mean, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to yourself, fam. Um, <laughs> um, be sure to check I- our website <laughs> too. Um, for stuff we post announcements there sometimes. Yeah. The website's important. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's <laughs> a kind of a night. It's a it's, kind of a night. It's one. Of, yeah, it's definitely it's one of those and nights. Please forgive us for our irregular posting schedule. It's been a time. <laughs> Look, we out here. We're doing the best we can. We're trying, and technology's hard. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. um. We appreciate our loyal fans who love us despite our. The rider dies. Yeah, we love you, mm-hmm. Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Sebastian. Yeah. There's no hint, but I there's mean, no hint. But next hey, week, hey, you will know be... what? If you can guess a song that we're gonna talk about next week, oh, that's hard. That would be really that's... hard. But hey, <laughs> um. You know, just like throw throw a dart at a dartboard. You'll probably get one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah. If we didn't talk about it, we'll probably talk about it next week. Um, Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we did it, guys. We did it. Part one: the beginning of Punktober. Yes, and we hope we hope you get into the spooky spirit with us this month. Yeah yeah yeah, stay spooky my friends. Stay spooky my friends. Well. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you, I guess. You <laughs> You got something to say? <laughs>